Bush and Richie here with another Hometime Podcast and welcome. Uh, Bush, I've had an idea. Uh, quite often in life, ideas come from necessity, but through accident. And you know how both of us right now doing the shows, uh, doing this from uh, various bedrooms separated by a good 40 miles. Uh, uh-huh. I'm sat I'm sat in uh, uh, the main bedroom of our house and I'm just messing around with a baby monitor. Uh, one of these ones right. that's uh, got sort of like the uh, the screen on as well, so you can see what's going on. And I sat there and thinking, do you know what? It'd be really cool if I could like hotwire this so that like actually I could see you during the show and then we could like see each other. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great idea if that was an invention? So you could hotwire a baby monitor so we could see each other whilst we were talking, like that kind of thing. It doesn't necessarily need to be a baby monitor. It just needs to be like some kind of device where like we could talk to each other but I could see you at the same time. You mean a little bit like WhatsApp video call or uh, a Zoom video meeting or something like that, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah, it exists. That is, yeah, I don't want to say anything. How much money have you piled into this venture so far? I think it's retrievable. Let me just check. You get on with the podcast. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Honestly, it's like one of those moments in Dragon's Den where they just tell you to stop Anyway, he's going to sort that out. He's going to check the books. Here's the show from last night. Here's the show. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So it's a brand new week. Uh, as I mentioned just at the very start of the show, we had a, we had a difficult end of the week uh, with a certain incident uh, to do with Burger King, the number of Burger Kings in Scotland that was phoned in by one of our Scottish listeners. Turned out to be fake news, and it caught, nearly caused World War Three north of the border. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, we want to start this brand new week uh, best foot forward, positive attitude, and, and re-ingratiate ourselves to our Scottish listeners. Uh, and as a diplomatic gesture, Richie and I, with this in mind, will both be getting involved wholeheartedly in tonight's Burns Night celebrations. We're going all in. Uh, we've already bought a haggis each. Uh, we've got a Swede and stuff. And, uh, yeah, we, we want to get involved this evening as a way of, uh, I don't know, reaffirming our vows to our fantastic Scottish listenership. Now, you need to know, this This is heartfelt. Um, this isn't some cynical plan. I mean, yes, we did say that there were only three Burger Kings in the whole of Scotland last week. We were woefully wrong. We were led badly by somebody. Um, but the thing is, over this weekend, without having planned this or talked to each other, we both bought haggis. We both wanting to do this. So when we were chatting earlier today and we realised this happy coincidence, we really, really want to make sure we're doing this properly. So we come before you asking for tips so they're weird aren't they when you buy a haggis in the shop it's it's a weird looking thing do you know what i mean it looks like an american football to be honest with you <laughs> and then you, you cook i mean i've never cooked one before in my life i've got uh, me like the meat one uh, my other half katie's got the veggie one you cook them but then the bit that i guess i'm confused by is like what goes with a haggis i know you have to have certain things with it but like how does a haggis even look on a plate i've got no idea um i mean <laughs> You, you burst it, really, don't you? Cut it, and do you just, like, spoon, spoon it out, madam? I don't, I, I don't it's got, know. It's got to be better than this, isn't it? Surely it's got to be better than this. <laughs> uh, have you got, what accompaniments have you got, Richie? What, what sides have you got for this evening? 
Uh, I have this morning, um, after breakfast, I prepared some neeps and tatties, uh, which are, of course, potatoes and sweets. And I've mashed it up and it's all in a bowl together. And that's ready for tonight. So post-show at seven o'clock, all I need to do is concentrate on the haggis itself. Okay, I've got a sweet. I refuse to call it neeps and tatties because that just sounds absolutely ridiculous. I've got loads (laughs) of whiskey. Um, my other half, Katie, is making a Scottish dessert because she's from Northumberland, so she's like not that far away from the borders anyway. But she's making a Scottish dessert. That I, she told me what it was on the phone about five minutes ago. She's downstairs with the kids because um, I'm at the top. But we don't live in that big a house. I'm just lazy. Um, she's making a thing tonight called um, the Kraken. Is it called the Kraken or the Cranokin? Either way, I think it's that thing that lives in the in the sea in Clash of the Titans. But she's making that too. Uh, Jamie says, uh, make sure you've got in a few bottles of Iron Brew. Now, this is interesting because I actually quite like Iron Brew. Um, and uh, I know you've got some whiskey ready for tonight. I'm not a massive yeah. whiskey drinker, so so maybe maybe Iron Brew is the is the other side of things to go for. I always feel like if you drink Iron Brew, it reminds me of like Lucas Aid. Makes you feel like you got the, the day off school because you're not feeling very well. Do you know what I mean? You almost have like a sticky uh, see-through orange plastic container lid around the top of it as well. But uh, if I don't have whiskey, whiskey wise, what else do I have? Well, this is a good point. I don't know if there is if there's a, a, a drink you can match with the haggis for Richie because he's not a, a whiskey drinker. Then let us know. I've got downstairs Johnny Walker Black, the Glenlivet which is going to be a beauty. Uh-huh. And then one I can't even pronounce. I think it might be like a, a, an anagram. You've got to solve it yourself. It's called <laughs> Kaul Ila Moch. It sounds like a spell. But uh, I would say it out loud. Don't say it three times in the mirror or the candy man will appear behind you. Uh, Adele oh has been God. on as well. She says, guys, you need some Tunnock's tea cakes, which is a treat I wasn't expecting, but they're great. They are beautiful. Love a Tunnock's tea cake. Um, what about Tenants? That, 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 that's a Scottish lager. I could do that. Tenants uh, Lager is the lager that you do end up drinking if you're in like an airport in Glasgow or Edinburgh and your plane's delayed. So, yeah, maybe that'll work. And, and there's quite a few people asking the question, what is a neep? And I'll, I'll be honest with you, neeps and tatties is this. That's why I said sides at the beginning of this. I don't really know what. Tatty must be potato. So what the yes. hell's a neep? Well, you've, you've bought one already. Swede. I know, but I, I thought it, I'd bought it but it's previously hasn't been listed in any of the other ingredients by name as of yet. So maybe I thought I'd bought one. Uh, We've got Gus on the line, who has got an amazing idea for something we can try this evening. What is it, Gus? Uh, It's not so much an idea as you can actually buy it in Tesco, but I don't know if you'll be able to get it down south. What is it? Uh, It's basically a haggis pizza. Uh, It's just like a, a normal margarita pizza, but sprinkled with haggis all over the top. Come on, uh, now. come on! You, you, you're pulling our leg here, Gus. There's no such honestly, thing. I don't want to get into another fight north of the border after uh, Burger King Gate last week. But tell me, there's not a haggis pizza. I, I swear on my son's life, uh, in Tesco, made by a company called Cosmos, and it's amazing. Well, <laughs> Gus, you've, you've right now. <laughs> You've made a bold swear there, and you're saying it's, uh, you know, from, you know, uh, our very good friends of the show, Tesco. So that is two things that we have to take very seriously. But you understand why we're cautious here, because if someone says haggis pizza, we love haggis, we love pizza, you could be playing a trick on a couple of couple of I, southerners here. Newbies. Swear. Swear. <laughs> and one final thing, we're not going to get haunted by the ghost of Robbie Burns if we start eating haggis pizza. It's not sacrilege, is it? I, well, if it is, then I'm screwed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had far too many of them. Uh, yeah, like they're, it's a real thing. They're awesome. Uh, wow. I think they might be. A, it's a company called Cosmos. I'm sure it's Cosmos. 
and I've got one sitting in the freezer right now that will probably get demolished tonight. Blow my mind. Good lad. Cheers, man. You said earlier that your other half, Katie, is uh, preparing this dessert called Kranaken. We didn't know too much about it. So many people have got in touch. Bush, if this is what you're having tonight, I am so jealous. Kranaken, sweet summer raspberries folded into cream flavoured with honey, whiskey and toasted oatmeal. Oh, wow, that does sound good. I, I mean, I thought it was the cla- the Kraken, which is, like I say, from Clash of the Titans. That sounds a, a lot more uh, fancy, and I can't wait for that. Even if the uh, the haggis is a bit of a write-off, at least we've got the dessert to look forward to. There's quite a few people as well suggesting that we microwave the haggis. That can't be right. After all that trouble, once a year, you can't be microwaving your haggis, surely. If we're celebrating the birthday of Rabbi Burns and he wrote this fantastic address to the haggis, I don't think he was anticipating that it was going to be nuked in a microwave. Can't imagine a ping at the end of that amazing poem, can you? It just doesn't work. <laughs> no. Uh, right, uh, let's speak with Cheryl, who's in Inveruri, um, who is hanging on to tell us about a couple of amazing things that her daughter is doing tonight with the haggis. What is she doing, Cheryl? Well, they are having haggis pakora, which you can just buy in supermarkets up here. She has made her own haggis lasagna. She's making it with... Just want to clarify, in, ca- in case anyone missed that, if they're walking around the house or cooking whilst the same time listening to this show, you said that someone in your family makes a haggis lasagna. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Cheryl, this is incredible. Uh, 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 10, 15 minutes ago, you might not have heard, we spoke to uh, we spoke to Gus, who was telling us about haggis pizza. Now we're hearing about haggis lasagna. This is truly blowing our little minds. <laughs> oh, dear, I didn't realise that was uh, being quite so controversial. <laughs> well, no, I, I, it's making me want to have Burns Night every night of the week. I mean, whiskey plus these kind of meals, it's just living the dream, isn't it? <laughs> Well, maybe you just need to move to Scotland then. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very true. Very true. This is also, Bush, this is a this is a second Italian classic meal that has been haggised up. You know, with the pizza earlier, now the lasagna. Yeah, I almost feel like we should stick on some Paolo Nutini. <laughs> <laughs> And have some gelato, haggis gelato for afters. <laughs> Watch this space, it could happen. <laughs> Now, uh, the first hour of the show, we were talking about our preparations for Burns Night uh, tonight. And my preparations for that specifically started this morning when I was in the kitchen uh, peeling some potatoes for neeps and tatties uh, this evening. And uh, whilst I was peeling the spuds, or tatties as we shall call them, uh, for today's purpose, uh, whilst I was uh, peeling the potatoes, uh, my Apple Watch pinged on my wrist and I looked down at it thinking oh what's what's happening what's going on and it goes to me congratulations and well done for washing your hands for the last 20 seconds <laughs> I'm looking at it thinking <laughs> I ain't been mate I'm peeling potatoes but yet this <laughs> Apple watch is so smart it's so smart it's, it's so cocky kind of like oh well done we're in a pandemic you've washed your hands for 20 seconds I'm going to send you a patronising message well let me tell you Apple watch I was peeling spuds for haggis tonight, all right? So you aren't Ah. so smart. And I thought to myself, we should be doing this more often. Otherwise, technology is going to take over the world. So on tonight's show, I think, Bush, if you're in support, I reckon we should call out smart tech that is actually nothing more than dumb tech. 
No, I'm 100% with you. And I want to send a warning as well to the Apple Corporation. If they want to start programming that kind of message to pop up every time there's rapid wrist movement, they're going to get themselves into a lot of trouble during the lockdown, okay? So just stay out of it. We'll wash your hands. We've seen the signs. Don't you worry about it. So, no, it's a good point. I mean, I think sometimes as well, I think tech promises the world, but doesn't quite you know, back it up. It, it, its mouth is writing checks that its ass can't cash. Like, for example... Um, I, we obviously love Sky TV, we watch it all the time, that kind of thing. Sky Q is an amazing thing. It's brilliant technology. But who first time when they speak into the little remote bit down with the clicker, you know, when you say your program out loud, yeah. who get, ever gets the main program that they're talking about that comes up? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It kind of takes you all around the world. And I know my other half, Katie from Northumberland, it can't even understand her. Maybe you need to download like a Geordie update to it. I'm not sure, but that's certainly tech that isn't quite living up to its lofty aims. Let's just chuck self-service tills in shopping right in there because I actually yes. hate them. I absolutely <laughs> hate those things. And you think, right, this is 2021, so they can scan someone's eyeball and tell them, you know, what their identity is at certain security installations and stuff around the world. Why is it if you have to put like a load of bananas down in a self-service till? You have to type how many bananas in there. They've got the weight of them. Why do you have to put the number of bananas that are in there as well? It's dumb tech. Uh, Stephen uh, has got it in for uh, his Fitbit. He says, uh, 20 minutes after going to bed, I turned over onto my other side. My Fitbit congratulated me for just hitting 10,000 steps. Joyce, another good point about the whole Fitbit thing and these fitness trackers. I, anyone listening to this right now that gets sleep data from their Fitbit or whatever... Is it? Is that right? Is it real? They could say anything. You're not going to question it because you're asleep, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, I mentioned earlier on that our Sky Q remote, whilst being an amazing bit of technology, can't understand uh, my girlfriend from Northumberland's accent. Someone says, never mind the Geordie accent on the Sky remote. Try using an Irish accent. That completely confuses it. I'll say it once I say it again. I think Sky need to get involved in some regional download packs for the Sky remotes. What about that? <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. Chris is in North Wales. You've got a piece of tech you want to call out? It's a Wi-Fi tumble dryer. Absolutely pointless. You can hook your phone up to it, turn it on whenever you want to, uh, and that's it. I just, I really didn't see the point of it, but we got one anyway. So just to confirm then, your tumble dryer is connected to the house's Wi-Fi for some unknown reason. Yeah, exactly. How dumb is that? Do you know, yeah, it is. I, I've... I've got a tumble dryer. Um, many of us will have. I can't think that there's ever been a scenario where I've been out of the house and I'm thinking, I wish I could control that tumble dryer. Exactly. Exactly. I've, I've, I've even tried it. I've even tried thinking, right, I'm going to remember on my way back from this journey to turn it on through my phone and it just hasn't crossed my mind. It's pointless. <laughs> Does, that, <laughs> Does that mean as well, Chris, that someone could hack into your home wireless network and maybe turn your tumble dryer on without you being, you know, being privy to that knowledge? Yeah, and then that uses up your electricity. I'll be fuming then. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, thank you very much. That's great. Thanks, right. mate. Cheers, buddy. Brilliant. Ellie has texted on the subject of dumb tech. Uh, Alexa gives me the weather for Seacombe, Australia, instead of Seacombe in Wallasey. Now, this is this is Merseyside. That's your neck of the woods, Bush. Yes, I mean my dad's from Wallasey. I was born in uh, Ellesmere Port. I'd say this: the weather's probably slightly different. Dummy. <laughs> it's Slightly more dumb different. tech. 
It is more dumb tech. Rocky says, I'd like to add into this list printers. Every single one. They're all useless. It makes me laugh people think the future's 3D printing. Good news, we're going to 3D print you a new kidney. Bad news, we're just going to be putting the machine back together after Dave threw it out the window whilst trying to unjam it again. <laughs> Another of you right now. Christina, what is it you want to call out? So, uh, last year, maybe the year before... Um, I ran an ultramarathon, which was 31 miles. Um, and sort of about an hour or so after I'd finished, my Garmin watch buzzed and said, move! <laughs> I mean, as if I had moved far enough already that day. I'd already done like 40,000 steps. It's getting involved in your life when it doesn't need to. Do you know what I mean? I it's, 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 it's overstepping the limits. Do you know what I mean? And it, it made me swear at it as well because I didn't want to move anymore. Good. Good. <laughs> Love that it's got you that angry. It's done an amazing job tracking you for five hours, letting you know your achievement, and, and, and you've sworn at it. It should have kept out of it. It's an interesting bit of breaking news. We had this happen this morning on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. Listen to this. But there was something else in the package as well, and it was a letter, and it reads, Dear Mr Berry... We hope you enjoy this small selection of some of the amazing Valentine's Day cards we have on our site, Thoughtful.com. All created by our creatives, illustrators, photographers and even the humble office doodler. We enjoyed your team challenges in lockdown 1.0 so much we thought we could set you another one. How would you like to design a Valentine's Day card for us and we'll host it on our website for you? But there needs to be an element of competition in this. So let's keep it breakfast show. What about breakfast show versus home time? Okay. Bush and Richie have to design their Valentine's Day card and we'll design our one and we'll see which one is most popular. I mean, look, we're we're never people to shy away from a challenge. So, I mean, yes, I would say just as an observation there, when when Dave put that to Emma, I could I could hear the fear in her voice. Were you hearing that, Bush? I absolutely. I think uh, Jones does not like to lose a task. She knows straight away the way that this is looking that we're we're going to have the edge on this. There's no two ways about it. So, if I've understood this correctly from what Dave has laid down, I mean, we've already just accepted, sorry, 15 seconds ago. Um, but so, Thoughtful have given Dave the chance to create his own Valentine's Day card and they're going to uh-huh. host it on their site. But we're being given the chance by Dave to do it as well and compete against whatever card that they create. Is, is that how yeah. you read it, Bush? I'm seeing it as card wars. It's, it's us and, and and our stuff going against Dave and his team. And let's just see who can tap in to the to that Valentine's Day uh, zeitgeist and seek and come up with the best card for Thoughtful.com. What about that? It will be us because if if there are two gentlemen who you think about love and affection more than Bush and I, I'd like to meet them. One hundred percent. We've got the edge. Watch this space, Dave. Challenge accepted. Yes, Bush. Yes, Bush. I love this attacking vibe. Uh, Right. Uh, We need to catch up with some of you lots next. Uh, It's the second half of our weekend cliffhanger. Starts on Friday's show. Find out what you guys are up to over the weekend uh, and why we should call you back on Monday's show. Uh, And we'll do that in a second. Um, In fact, this weekend, both you and I had stuff going on. 
Uh, there was you with this uh, chair bush as to whether it was uh, ever going to arrive. And then there was me with this, the potty training of Rocco. We're day three into it right now. I have to report back, it's not quite been the disaster I thought it was going to be. Oh, that's good. So you're making a bit of progress. Are you doing like wall charts and stickers and all that kind of stuff? That normally works, doesn't it? Yeah, he's got a wall chart, he's got stickers, and uh, I think the thing that's been working the most is he's got a bag of uh, milk buttons. Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> he's Because I'm tight, he's getting a quarter of a uh, milk chocolate button every time uh, that a number one is done in the potty. Do you know what? We've said this before on the show. Kids don't realise how lucky they are. Imagine as a grown-up, you've got a sweet every time he went to the proper sit-down toilet and then you get to put a sticker on a chart in the kitchen. Oh, it'd be oh. so good. Now, you refer to a proper sit-down toilet. Um, that's not gone as well as the number ones, but we don't need to discuss oh. that just after six on a Monday evening. My, a mixed bag. Let's, let's call it a mixed bag. You can call it that if you want. <laughs> First off, it is Bob. Uh, Bob, correct us if we're wrong, uh, but your cliffhanger going into the weekend was that you were finally going to watch the last ever Harry Potter film. That's right, yeah? That's right, yeah. Really exciting. I need to get out a bit. Well, you can't. That's the problem, isn't it? That's the whole problem, sure. mate. So we're all behind you on this one. I spent a lot of my weekend thinking about, I wonder how Bob's getting on with the Harry Potter movies, because I've not seen them, I've not read the book, so I, you were quite concerned that Harry Potter might die at the end. So uh, tell us how you got on. He does actually die part of the way through the film, but due to a magical stone, the film goes on for three hours, by the way, so if you are going to watch it, get some popcorn and a couple of drinks. But uh, in the end, it's a happy ending. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> um, was the? I mean, I mean, we are like twenty years late to the party here. Was it a satisfactory ending for you to the entire Harry Potter journey? It was, yeah. The films got better as they went on. So I got, I was bought the box set years ago and never actually watched the final few films until yeah. lockdown when you sort of find more time to watch stuff that you haven't got around to watching. And the final few films were much better than the earlier ones. Brilliant. And the, the, uh, I think the CGI has, has improved as it's gone along as well. Has this got you in the mood now of going back to, to find box sets of other you know, movie series you might not have watched? Anything else that you might um, want to try? No, I've started reading books now. Okay. <laughs> enough of, I'm getting square eyes staring at the TV all the time. I think I might try and educate myself with some proper books. Uh, famous Five, quite good. Don't know whether you've heard of them. Oh, but, yeah. uh, give that a go. <laughs> crime thriller. It's a kind of a crime thriller. <laughs> Well, listen, th thanks so much for coming on and telling everyone you had a happy ending at the weekend. You're welcome. And that's uh, <laughs> happy. I, I, I do recommend it. Let's check in with Maz. You remember her on Friday's show? They were off to go and pick up their brand new puppy. How's it gone, Maz? It's gone fabulously. Oh, as he's by my feet as well. <laughs> it's gone amazing. He's absolutely adorable and I'm totally in love. <laughs> oh, wow. And let's just recap. Uh, tell us about the dog. What kind of dog is it? And what's his name and everything? Describe him for people listening at home right now. Yep. So he's a long haired, sorry, wide haired dash hound Tekel. So he's not the short haired one. He's the one that's got longer hair. He's bigger than um, a sausage dog. And he's um, got brown face and black and brown feet. He's very, very small at the moment. Short legs, long body. And uh, my husband's just shouting me. He's got his own Insta Instagram account. His name no. is Jaeger. Um, but it's, um, <laughs> well, it's, it's um, uh, Hunter in German. And okay. uh, he's, well, we're going to nickname him JJ. 
<laughs> but look, he's uh, he's eight weeks old. Has he dropped any mm. bombs this weekend? He has, and they've all been outside, which is lovely, in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so with his Instagram account then, what kind of stuff, what kind of premium content is on his Instagram account if we were to go and follow him then? Literally just lots of cute photos of him, awake, asleep, wagging his tail. Um, yeah, he's just, he's just adorable. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I sure he is, Maz. But yeah. I'm just concerned hearing Instagram and the stories that you're telling us that we're, we're airbrushing away. He's eight weeks old. We're, we're airbrushing the chewed, um, the, 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 the chewed shock, socks and the chewed slippers and, and, and the, the, the bits of wood laminate that are going to warp because he's wet himself. <laughs> Yes, well, fortunately, um, we've got sort of marble flooring, so it's going to be easy to clear up. (laughs) (laughs) And underfloor heating, so he's going to keep his thumb warm all the time. (laughs) So there you go, that's the show. Uh, We started by talking about baby monitors. Can I tell you a really weird thing that happened to us with a baby monitor back in the 90s? Okay, so I used to live in uh, Brixham in Devon. My mum and dad ran an old people's home there. And a couple of the more vulnerable old ladies who lived in our home, my mum and dad used to put like a a baby monitor in there, like plug it in so you could hear them to see if they needed any help or all that kind of stuff. And then we'd be upstairs in our little flat at the top of the building and we'd be able to hear it. Uh, And one night, my mum and dad were sitting there having a whiskey with the baby monitors on. And over the airwaves, they started to hear two people having a conversation. And it was like a German guy and some woman. And it, wow. it, and it was really, really creepy. It's like this disenchanted voice. It turns out that our baby monitor, just an audio version of it, had been picking up, like, the signal from walk-around phones. You remember when that was a bit of a thing? A walk-around yeah. hands um, wireless phone from a couple of houses down. And we could listen into their conversations. It was unbelievable. Wow. Amazing. Wow. It's almost like the basis of a Stephen King novel. <laughs> uh, give us the title. German Lady on Baby Monitor. <laughs> That's almost as good as my business idea of the uh, the baby monitor uh, that uh, enables me to see you. Um, by the way, I checked and um, they've taken all the money. Uh, I'm sat here naked. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. You've been listening to The Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to The Home Time Show. The, the last, last bit of, of the no repeat guarantee. Soon May your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Home Time Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and I hate for Bing. In the Home Time Show, we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona. Soon May your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. 